Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. So they're always making fun of me for saying, bring the mic closer to your face. But can you bring the mic a little closer? Sure. <laughs> I there thought it was that you didn't want it too far away. There you go. Yep. How's that? That's perfect. La, Is this la, right? La. That's beautiful. Good. Yes, that's right. Looks pretty good. What? I said it was right. You I said know. what was right? No, I said, I yeah, that's right. And you were like, what? It's wrong. Freight train got the <laughs> macadamia <laughs> nuts. <laughs> was it a stressful setup? Is the client a jerk? Do we need to break some legs? What's going on? Open up. Hey, this is a safe place. This is it. This is a safe place. It should be a safe place. I think, yeah, I want us to be able to just feel free to express because we don't express enough. I think we're raised to like suppress, suppress our feelings, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just waiting to unleash. So let's, um, are we rolling? Yeah, we've been rolling. Okay, been I want to express some feelings about the whole thirty diet. Uh, Todd, my brother Todd's with us today on the on the uh, podcast. He's been my uh, my manager for uh, a long time. For all of the time, seems like a seems all like of a the century. time, right? All of the time, the yeah. whole time, even before the time started. He went full time as my manager before I went full time as a comedian. Is that true? Think about yeah. Well, how long was it? Was it eight was months? It eight months. <clears throat> he got um, a bug of his proverbial booty. Decided to come on full time. Are you? Do you re- any regrets? No, absolutely not. Because you just had dinner with a guy that you worked with, <clears throat> like at your previous job. I did. Uh, Carl and I worked together at Matrix. Yeah, up until about 2001. And so he was in Cleveland, contacted me. He and his wife and their family have been big fans. And so it was it was cool to rehash with him. Mm-hmm. And, oh, absolutely no regrets. It was a great career, great job before him. But, um, what do you think you would be doing right now if you would have followed that path? I, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Political office? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. President of the United I wish States. I could vote for you. you know I'd vote for him. I'd vote for you, absolutely. Wow. Um, the, vote for Todd. The job that I had Start before He would have built the wall himself. <laughs> <laughs> Give with me the, the hammer. With the, bo- with the bones of his de- defeated foes. <laughs> I enjoyed the career that I had beforehand. I, I liked the process. It was a job in executive and IT recruiting and staffing where it was... Um, I loved the process of it. I loved the idea of building relationships with clients that needed to find good people and, and talent that, that needed to find the right job. And so I loved the process of it, but I did not care much. or I wasn't passionate about the subject matter. But now I'm I get not, the basic. I'm not right now. I'm not passionate about that subject matter at all. About wow. Your, about your current job Thank or the, about, no, about that story? 
I'm like, thank the Lord. I saved you from that crap. No, no, that's... They're great. And you were good at it. That's the, that's the thing that people don't realize is that he was leaving. He was successful. He, he was successful. He was very successful. He was mom's favorite for so long until it finally transitioned. Wow. <laughs> um, so it, it was like he was leaving something. I was not leaving anything. <clears throat> Till you had VIP lines wrapping around the building, yes. and then you became the favorite. Let's just be real. Let's just <laughs> let's call it what it is. <laughs> no, um, which you know, I, I wasn't really leaving. A, 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 I was leaving a. I'd sell, tell people it's a six-figure salary with a decimal point in there. I was leaving probably ten grand a year. So it wasn't like a big deal, but uh, it was for him, and uh, it's because of that that he he's one of the you know. Um, just, I have a gift for you. I want. I made this. For you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have so you think? So, but but, what do you think? I mean, do you think? What do I think? W- I'd be doing w- w- same kind of thing. Oh, or? I would guess um, um, something that um, where the process was similar. I did not enjoy any type of a job that was. Um, um, a deal where you would make one big sale a year or two big deals a year. Medical sales where you're you're dealing in half a million or ten million dollar equipment where you do one installation a, a year and you do wine and dine and take people to you know hockey games and and then you know close one deal. I I I wouldn't do that. I, I liked high volume, which is what we do. We do ninety five hundred show dates a year. Um, we it, it's it's a high volume of activity. so turn and burn. You like jumping from one deal to the next. Yeah, I think that not that's, just working that's one fun. huge one. Yeah, yeah, I like that that process uh, a lot more. So I, I probably real estate or something like that. But I haven't mm-hmm. really thought about it in a long time, just because it's like the, the the process fit with this job, and it was something that I certainly enjoyed. And well, you said you like to build things. So you told me you've told me that before. You like building. Yeah, I mean, what is it about that? Because I've seen you with a hammer and nails, and you're you're, <laughs> you're not that good. We're both not very good at that. Um, no, we're we're not. We're but, not. But um, building uh, building on an idea, building a brand. What what do you mean? What what do you like to build? What do you like about what we do now? It's it's some element of of being able to see where you are now and have a vision of where you want to be individually or as a as an organization, and then determining how to get there. So you know my my job with you has been so much of being a scout because when we first started, I mean you're, you're we're taking the gigs and the first gig was for fifty bucks for eighty eight you know eighty fifth graders in an outdoor amphitheater that where you were backlit yeah. by a bonfire at eight o'clock when it was pitch dark pitch yeah. black and my did a couple of tracks on a boombox I remember that oh yeah a boombox with a track <laughs> was and I was I cassette? was I, I drove yeah, you cassette. there so I mean yeah so yeah. you had a professional managers for blue Bo- blue bonnet elementary school. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and a so you. I was your, and a chauffeur. I was your personal driver, boombox carrier, and I did my job as a manager because I not only collected the the $50 afterwards, but I did have extra D batteries in my pocket in case the jam box went out. I remember at one point, uh, what the heck are we doing point, We I performed at a sales it was like an, almost like an outbreak session. It was like 40 or 50 salespeople. I don't even remember the company. They're getting their new sales uh, compensation plan that day, and I'm opening for that. I had 20 minutes, I believe, to perform for these salespeople. Didn't care anything about me being there. Like, what is this person doing here? 
Here's Todd, who has left. He hasn't been paid in a year, probably. He's got five kids, or I don't even know how many kids you had at that point. And I'm doing the show, and at that point, we were doing tracks on a CD. So, and the DVD and the CD player was behind the stage, where you oh could literally gosh. see his butt mm-hmm. up in the air, bent over, <laughs> putting the putting the CD in, and this, this drape. and this is a CD player. The only it was on um, uh, random. It was set on random, so he couldn't go exactly to the, the track he wanted. Oh, my So gosh. he had to push random until it came to the right track. <laughs> and I remember looking down at him like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? What have I done to you, oh. my brother? Yeah, it was an outbreak session. Mm-hmm. It was a breakout session. An outbreak, wow. an outbreak session. It became an outbreak <laughs> session. Yeah, it was. Outbreak. It was right yeah. before the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. It felt like an outbreak of oh. some sort. Like, oh a, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I was. Uh, well, that was a high paying gig too, because they. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how we got it, but they flew you to to Tampa, and so yeah. you and I flew to Tampa, and we were big time, you know. So mm-hmm. you and your your personal manager going with you with our, you know, with our, you know, our. Uh, and we basically had your guitar and a CD, yeah, you know, with a couple of backup CDs in case we dropped one in and it got scratched. In case it got scratched, yeah. Yeah, so it was on random, and I was behind some pipe and drape right behind you. And the <laughs> thing about it was it was for a sales group. And again, at that time, you know, we didn't know. No. I mean, are you going to do Not at all. youth gigs, church gigs, ticketed events, corporate events? I mean, at that time, we knew Robert Sharp. And so are we going to be doing going to these corporate conventions for a whole week and you filming behind the scenes, mm-hmm. man on the street yeah. stuff. And then maybe you perform with your guitar and we have a funny video at the end. We, d- we didn't know clubs. No, didn't. What are you going to do? And so, know. You, you know, there's no t- manual. I mean, mm-hmm. if that's, that was the fun thing about it. And the weird thing oh, about yeah. it is there's no, there's not many people doing that type of work. And yeah, you said, well, we're going to, at one point we're going to make corporate videos. We're going to pay customized corporate videos for people. Mm-hmm. We just, just to, just to pay the bills. And, um, I mean, what I, I, and I think really what the timing that things worked out is that when, that's when YouTube kind of came along. So you were learning to be a manager. I was learning to be a comic and then YouTube comes along. And then that's, I mean, don't you think that was our, that was the breakthrough? Um, sure. I mean, that was at least for publicity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was six years in there. I mean, it was, you know, the first six years, it was just me and you. So Mm -hmm. from, from April of Oh two, to 08, I mean, we, we filmed home, Homeschool Family, Cletus Take the Real, and... What was the first... Well, the first thing we did, I think the first video we went out and made was uh, Prairie Home Sausage, right? Was the that very, the first thing? The very first one was the Mavericks, the video we did for the Mavericks. It's the a Dallas guy. Dallas Mavericks, with, right. Uh, yeah. It's so a with guy. with Jeff Gooden, Gooden and doing that. And so that was our first... We thought, wow, we really hit it big, and yeah. they... They showed it on the Jumbotron at a Mavericks game, and nobody was really watching. Yeah, we were like, oh, okay, that's not going to work. But, um, but then, yeah, then we did Prairie Home Sausage, and mm-hmm. that was a good, uh, a good entree yeah. into it. Um, but then the, the, the first one that really went viral was a homeschool family, but it, it was weird because it went viral pre-YouTube. Well I, think, well, I think the viral before that was Kids Rock, wasn't it? It was a video we didn't even make. The animation? The animation, this kid. That the guy did Remember that your one? audio? The kids did... He did a, uh, an, like a stick figure yeah. animation of just a, a random looking. It looked like a some kind of just he just little kids project. It looked, but he did a <clears throat> stick figure thing of of that, and it got you know over a million hits. And we're just you know then we started to realize, and we had to talk with Dan Rupel, right? And he just said just start putting content on YouTube, start doing it, and that's when we, I think that's when we started with uh, was it was it Cletus was that. I think they were concurrent, though. It, it wasn't... The, yeah. the, the, the Kids Rock thing did was not the catalyst 
that we right, used yeah. to, to go and jump into doing videos. The, the catalyst was Dan, Dan yeah. Rupel. So we were at the Christian Comedy Association meeting. Dan, he had shown a video about uh, uh, some uh, Christian group, youth group, and a girl eating a grasshopper or something mm-hmm. like that. And this has gotten X million hits. And YouTube was just becoming a thing. And so he pulled us aside and said, man, you guys need to start doing sketch comedy. Because Dan was Isaac Airfraid, a real founding father in christian and church comedy and mm-hmm. so he had that was his thing and we said well we're not uh, uh we're sketch comedy isn't tim's thing and that would be new but but tim does music and mm-hmm. well yeah he said it doesn't matter just so we said well let's try it yeah so that's when we started doing music videos so it was probably concurrent when we did those um um kids rock i mean it was probably sometime in 08 when mm-hmm. when some kid did a, a, a stick figure drawing and yeah. but but it, well, all it did is it gave a people an excuse to watch something on YouTube while they listened to the song and the song was mm-hmm. ridiculously funny. I so. have it pulled up right here. Actually, it says nine rock. nine years ago by Burnin eight R five 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 five. It has three million fifty seven thousand five hundred seventy nine views. Yeah, nine years ago. Yeah. So, so that, that was kind of what it proved to me was it's almost that, that, but that's also like a synergy between you and your fans, like the people who like what you do and then the, the things that they make from that and the power of YouTube <clears> that way. Um, but then that's how through YouTube, we just built our fan base, you know, and uh, then, well, and then we like the homeschool video. What was like, we didn't even put that on YouTube, right? That was just sent. How did that, do you remember how that worked? I do. Uh, Robert, finished it uh robert sharp our director robert's uh, actually retiring at the end of this year so this is his last project that we're getting ready to release just about enough and he just crushed it he did such an amazing job yeah. um and you know we can talk about him if you like at some point but so much of what you've done would have not happened or not happened mm-hmm. at the right time without him but he had uh we filmed the homeschool family video it's simple it's one minute it was a combination of some live stuff little green screen stuff kayla was in it st- uh, uh, stacking cups oh that's right that yeah. there's a tidbit for you mm-hmm. yeah. everybody go to the homeschool family video Poos. and caleb is the cup stacker right yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> oh that's awesome and a navy blue polo and sophie was in it too sophie was yeah sophie was, heather was holding sophie she was like an that infant. was the baby yes well we had heather she had a fake you know hump for a baby but then we had some of the neighborhood kids but then we had josh was in it josh was josh, the computer the uh, cardboard computer freight guy. train's other son josh was the one on the cardboard computer and uh, let's Poos see was one of the nosy neighbors yeah <laughs> Poos was a nosy neighbor. She's watering the, the tree. She was a watering the sickly tree. looking tree. Yeah. Watering the tree. Uh, Levi was the uh, the doctor, the six year old surgeon. Mm-hmm. Olivia, my daughter, was the lawyer, nine year old lawyer. Uh, Spencer won the spelling, won the spelling bee. bee. And Jackson, you can see him. He's sitting on our on our, our lap at the. At, he's yeah. in there a couple of times. He's got I just the, remember I, would, I got to work <laughs> that morning. Poos calls me and goes, "Hey." Uh, Tim called us and wants me to bring the kids over to do a video or something. I don't know. And right. then they got over there, and then you said you wanted her to do be in it. And she's like, I don't want to be yeah. in it. I don't want to be in it. Right. So then she came home later that night, and she's like, yeah, Tim had me in that video. But they'll probably cut it out. They probably won't be me. It was great. She was perfect. She was so annoyed with the homeschool family, just so put out with them as she watered her sickly who tree. These, who are these people? Mm-hmm. And Heather had just gone through what, maybe yeah, her first round was, of chemo. Yeah. Yes, she was so actually, that was a wig. That was her, yeah. uh, her, her. Um, what do you call those? The, not ponytails, but um, pigtails. Pigtails, which yeah. I loved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, so what Robert did was he took yeah. that video and he sent it to two people because he was so proud of it. That was uh, one of our first projects. And so um, he emailed it. It wasn't finished. It, the, the, the audio wasn't finalized. And um, again, it was just one minute. And one of those people that he sent it to was a homeschool dad. And he sent it out just through his, I mean, the, again, this was pre-Facebook. And it's kind of like a blog. Most, most people have blogs. That's how they, they forwarded stuff. It wasn't, yeah, Facebook wasn't really that huge. And so it was blog. Or, maybe MySpace, or, but it was still. Or group email. Yeah. I mean, those people were connected. And, yeah. and again, even at that time, we weren't sure. It, it, we were asking, is the homeschool community ready to laugh themselves? We were mm-hmm. sure. Right, because we had I mean, there's jokes a line in there. there. Yeah, one of the jokes was, "We never go to Hooters." You know, even just mentioning Hooters is that going to be? And uh, I don't know. It's true. We didn't know. We didn't know. You really didn't know. We didn't know. We just didn't know. But again, we we, we thought, yeah, you, know, you thought that you hoped that they would. And again, we were both homeschool dads at the time. What was that? <laughs> He's been snacking and drinking water. Sorry, this whole time. Who drinks water like that? <laughs> what are you, a hummingbird? <laughs> Do that again. I was just pouring it in my mouth. What? It was like. What is that? <laughs> what are you, a little, a little wood animal, like a forest animal? <laughs> Do that again. You have to do that. Oh no, you got him coughing. <laughs> oh no. So it begins. Don't make me laugh when I'm drinking. <laughs> That's the sound of freight quenching his thirst. <laughs> so, what 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 do uh, military guys get? They get when they're going to battle, they get extra DD? pay. Oh, what? They get extra, extra pay. pay. That's what I need for being on this and taking this abuse. So, okay. Yeah, that's abuse. That you should like the people who serve in our military. That's the exact same thing. That's what you go through. I was just trying to think of the because word. Because you drink the- like like a weirdo. So now you need to get paid for that. <laughs> so, okay. So he sent it to, your, to, he sent it to a guy. Robert sends it to a guy, and he, through a blog or an email group, sends that out to a bunch of homeschool people. And we were like, oh, no, oh, no. And I, I mean, within two days... We were getting emails and just, I mean, again, social media just kind of started. Yeah, you Google, you went to Google. I remember Googling homeschool family video and it just, it was page after page. page. This is just within a couple of days of him sending it to a friend. And people, yeah, homeschoolers posting it to blogs and whatever electronic medium, you know, yeah. I mean, worldwide, we're starting to get contacted by uh, all over the world, homeschool families in England and, mm-hmm. um, um, Australia, and they were, I mean, 99%. Oh my, this is amazing. Who is this guy? Who mm-hmm. did this? I love this. Mm-hmm. And the 1% were, 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 were people that were taking on the offense of other people. Oh my, I am sure that homeschoolers will be offended at this. You should never do this. Who do you think you are? Yeah. But never did a homeschool family say that. And um, it was like, okay, okay. And again, it wasn't even on a, a shareable medium yet, uh, mm-hmm. you know, YouTube or whatever. So, yeah, that was a, a great thing. And, you know, that, that, that carried through to this day to where your fan base. It, it proves a lot of our, you know, the videos that um, resonated. It's that subculture. You've got subcultures all over the world, all over the internet, and that's one of them, homeschool subculture. Chick-fil-A people, people who love Chick-fil-A, it's just a different experience. We, we see it differently. 
that's why I think the Chick-fil-A video did so well. It just that's one of the reasons just you're hitting a just a really solid target audience of people who are passionate about something. You know, that's their identity, you know, almost. That's so Yeah. I, well the government can. It's just people who yeah. are fed up with the government. It's just I think there's certain subcultures. And if it's funny, it's going to get to other people. I mean, our atheist, the atheist uh, church songs or whatever, I think people in the atheist community really liked it. Yeah, they loved it. They liked it a lot. Yeah. I, well, my only hesitation is that you're gracious in saying we. And at the at the risk of being, you know, fanboy, I mean, it, th- that was your genius. I mean, Chick-fil-A, yeah. that song was... Um, the the you know to the parody of yesterday it was a it was eerie and dark and the melody just lent itself to the frustration of of sitting in an empty drive-through line you yeah. know that the 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 darkness was just absurd with it's really a you know it's not really a, a problem but everybody's gone through it mm-hmm. you know it's not it's not a serious issue but it was just so absurd and it was so well written that that it connected with people that. Oh my gosh, I've felt that way yeah. too. And when I say we, I mean me. I mean, no, <laughs> I'm well aware of the genius. I mean, I'm myself just, and I, right? Right. I'm glad to pull you, you kinda, guys along. You just say we, so you don't have to say me, myself, right, and I. Right. It takes it's so just, much longer. God has given me extra strength to pull this comedy cart with you guys sitting in the back <laughs> making coffee and uh, buying your five-fingered shoes and uh, going to Whole Foods and filling a bag with the things that you need. To help keep you going. That's just what I want to do. And by the way, we need to talk about this whole 30 uh, situation. Todd, you had an experience a couple nights ago in the sound booth. Can you tell us about that? Wow. Okay. We're going to talk about that? Well, we're going we're gonna to go there. We can, we can go around it, but we're going to hit something that happened last night to you me. You do want to go around it. You do want to go well, around set it. Well, up, set up whole 30 first, and then I'll tell the story. Uh, we talked about it a little bit a yeah. couple weeks ago. Uh, I started the whole 30 diet. Um, I guess today is my 21st day, 22nd day. I think it's 21st. Update. Um, How's it going? I love it. It's, uh, for those of you that don't know, that didn't hear a couple weeks ago, it's a, uh, cleansing detox diet where you don't eat, uh, grains, legumes, sugar, um, dairy and alcohol. Uh, you stay away from all those things. Oh, uh, and you can't have like rice or anything either. So basically you just eat meat, vegetables and, uh, fruit and uh, I've been eating a lot of eggs. Yeah, a lot of hard-boiled eggs. Okay, last uh, week I probably on the bus, eat six or eight eggs a day. You guys, what would you call them? You buy them in bags. They're like pre-made hard-boiled eggs. Pre- there was one bag. <laughs> this week, there's like four or five bags of hard-boiled eggs. Well, I got a twelve-pack last week, but they only had six packs. Of this well, week. and so I bought those three. eggs were eaten. I think in the first day and yeah, a half. So last I bought weekend. more because I mean I've already had two of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't eat any today because I went inside the hotel and grabbed some eggs. Yeah. So, but Caleb, yeah, we, Caleb has been consuming a, the brunt of these eggs. Yeah, Caleb's been the one pounding eggs. And there are ramifications to that, <laughs> we're finding. There are certain, how shall I say, prices that need to be paid. <laughs> Fiddlers that needing are to be paid. Debts that are owed. Um, chickens coming home to roost. <laughs> Literally, from your insides. Uh, so t- you experienced, you were in the sound booth or something the other night at the show? Yes, Cleveland, Tennessee, and the uh, intermission had just happened. 
music starts, keys up. I'm uh, enjoy sitting with Caleb when I'm on the road with you guys, which is not very often, but it was. It's been a great weekend, and so I'm sitting there with Caleb, and so a uh, uh, one of the media guys from the church. He's uh, the, the sound booth was relatively small, mm-hmm. and it was just me and Caleb and his friend Alex and the guy a guy running camera. So that the camera guy was in the sound booth, but it was small, maybe four feet deep, six feet wide, mm-hmm. fairly small. And so the camera guy is right next to me. So he's elevated, standing up. So his rear end is about face level with me, uh, just about about two feet over. And then it's me and Alex and and Caleb running sound. And Tim comes out on stage. And there was an exhaust fume that hit me in the face that I, I about vomited. And I have five sons. I have five grown sons. And, right. and it, was a, it was a smell that was just all-consuming, and it had a texture to it. Yeah. And it was you just, feel it. It, you, can, you could feel it. It just it's enveloped. like a sweater. It's like, of, a, rippled, it's like a wool sock. Kind of rippled through the air. You know? Yeah, and it gets on you. can see you. it, too, kind yeah, of. Yeah, well, it's like a Nacho Libre mask. It just like it comes out, and it just like sucks on, on your face and encompasses your head. It was awful. Just awful to the point where I'm not bothering Caleb. He has a job to do. And I lean over and I go, okay, y- you smell that, right? And you go, oh, no, no. and he doesn't even acknowledge me and just keeps pushing his faders and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> who did that? Who did that? And he doesn't, ah, and, and doesn't, doesn't answer. And um, so it's like, oh, I, I just, I was distracted. I was looking around. I'm wiping my eyes. It was just, <laughs> yeah. it was that hot, rotten, gross, dank, just yeah. all up in your nose. Like this is, this is the smell of just rotten death. It was that bad. It, it, yeah. I hadn't smelled like that in a long time. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. then... Um, Whole 30 related. Well, I didn't think about that because yeah. I've, got, I've got, you know, yeah. camera guy right next to me. And I thought maybe, you know, he didn't have a chance to yeah. hit the restroom between... I don't know. Maybe he and we were raised, and, and we were raised in the Midwest. Our mom was like, well, he just... He didn't. It's, he can't control that. Right, right. That's just something he doesn't. He does, and we just—that's a natural bodily function. So he is already. He knows it. He knows what he's. You don't just, just put up with it. <laughs> so next day, uh, yesterday, with the fiery death that's coming out of his lower area, just put up with it. So yesterday, I asked him. I'm like, all right, dude. Okay. Last night, I mean, the, the music was loud and all that. And again, Caleb had a job to yep. do. And I said, <laughs> who farted in the sound booth? <laughs> I mean, that was bad. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds, actually, that sounds just like him. <laughs> but he was convincing, though. But it was convincing. I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't go second level with him. I, I, I let it go. Because I thought maybe, maybe he didn't smell it and he was just so into his job or whatever. Yeah. Last night, so last night, you get done with the show. Great show in, at the Louisville Palace. We're on the Louisville, Louisville Palace. And we get on the bus, and I walk from this seat back to um, get something out of the bunk. And that same stank, <laughs> right? <laughs> there was a stank wall. The door was open. <laughs> a, wall, the door, a wall of stank. But there was a wall of stank. A WOS, we call it. 
and I slammed my face into this wall of stink, and I looked at him, and I go, it was you! It was you! <laughs> and he pointed at me, and I just lost it. You he lied! Goes, you liar! You lied! I gave you two opportunities to fess up, and he never did. Because I, And I could tell by the by the texture of the stink so that it was funny. him. It was so funny. I know, I've been eating a lot of eggs. Yeah, but you lied. Oh, so yes. that's what happened. So you knew it in the in the booth, didn't you? Anyone who is within 30 feet of me all day knew it. <laughs> it's been all day the past four or five days. Yeah. Well, that's the so, thing. I mean, I think it was last night I did this. I walked back and your bunk was the only one. You were in your bunk. <laughs> you were in your bunk with a thick curtain. With a thick curtain drawn between, and it still <laughs> made its way through. That was it. Well, I was airing that it was out. Like, that like was Andy Dufresne in, <laughs> like, in Shawshank Redemption. It, 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 it chiseled his way through that curtain and hit me in the face. I'm like, oh my goodness. Did he actually poop in his bed? <laughs> I, I seriously, is there poop in your bed? <laughs> I would, I would Morgan Freeman say that he crawled the longest night of my life. He crawled five hundred yards. Five, I walked five hundred feet through the nastiest bit of nastiness you could ever think of to get to my bunk. <laughs> I, I bought a ticket to Mexico, and I, I want to see my friend. One day I'm gonna see my friend. And get away from this hail. This wall of this wall of stank. That just ruined my life. <laughs> that was the longest night of my life. Yeah, it was uh, it was Eggs. It was eggs. It's so memorable. I'm single, ladies. I'm single. <laughs> it was fun. And that reminds me of a, that reminds me of a story. Years ago, um, you know, before bed, we had a pre going to bed ritual or for the kids we'd read stories, you know, we'd lay in the bed and kids would be up in our bed and in our room and we'd read stories, you know, read the story funny, daddy, you know, okay. So, you know, green eggs and ham. And then, and then the old lady came in and she smacked everyone in the face and, blah, 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 ah, and then I tickle them if they laugh or whatever. So we're having fun. We're just reading. And Heather comes in and she just stands there and she goes, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Dak Shepard. I'm joined by Minister Mouse, Monica Padman. Hi there. We have a really fun show. We want you guys to join. Uh, we talk to celebrities and professors and lawyers and doctors and very smart, interesting people. And we find out how messy their lives have been, how many twists and turns it took to get to where they're at, and a general exploration on the messiness of being a human being. And of course, Monica's, you'll get updates about her love building life. project, love life, <laughs> you name it. So if you want to join us, please follow Armchair Expert to get new episodes every Monday and Thursday. Plus, find your other favorite podcasts free on Spotify. Who pooped in this room? <laughs> <laughs> That's verbatim. What you, who pooped in this room? She's already gotten by like somebody farted. Somebody pooped. It's not that someone pooped. It's who pooped. <laughs> It's not that someone pooped. That's already a given. Someone has pooped. It's who did it. <laughs> we laugh so hard. It's not true or false. It's multiple choice. Right. right. It's who did it. Oh, we laugh funny. so hard. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... Um, why is that? What, what is that the actual egg that goes through you and uh, makes that? I just don't think I have anything playing goalie anymore. I'm just... <laughs> Just 
everything's going through the crease. It's all. It's like Jake Allen for the Blues. He's scoring on him right now. He's not saving anything. So I have Jake Allen inside my body, and he's allowing all of the toxins to go through me. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been eating cheese or anything that stops you up. So it's just a, it's just a yeah. But you're in your twenty first. You're in your twenty first day. That's mm-hmm. let's pray that this stops. You know, mm. let's hopefully. Well, well next weekend's my my last is, two raw. So oh great. So yeah, yeah. the Get last the weekend on the road mm-hmm. is no. his last. And we'll have an extra day because we have a Thursday night show. Yeah, yeah. looking yeah. forward to that weekend. <clears throat> yeah, we're. Uh, so what are you going to do? I mean, when you're done, what is your plan? Do you have because I think the, the actual whole thirty cork. plan is that you start re. Mm-hmm. What do you call it? Reinitiating or just reintroducing bringing stuff, reintroducing stuff um, back in your diet? I would like to think that whatever I'll tell you right now is actually the truth. Um, and from what I've read from other people, um, they say that they are going to feast on a pizza or wings or whatever, and then they don't end up doing it because they feel so good that they don't want to ruin the way that they feel. So I feel like I will stay away from a lot of bread, unnecessary bread, mm-hmm. as in like sandwich bread i think that's a waste of space in my stomach hole and uh bur- uh buns on burgers i don't need them yeah. alex and i just went to a burger place here in nashville called pharmacy didn't get a burger and i felt great leaving yeah. there um i think i'll reintroduce cheese a little bit to see what it'll do to me i don't crave cheese anymore mm. the only things i really miss is um and what do i miss i don't really miss that much honestly i'm mm-hmm. just tired of checking labels all the time yeah but, but I'm you gotta know though. You feel like nature. you're educated now. You feel like I do. You kind of know. I do. It was scary going into it because I don't. I just wasn't. I mean, Freight can attest to this. Our household was never like check all your labels, and it wasn't like get whatever you want. But it wasn't. Nobody was gluten free, mm-hmm. or we didn't have any allergies or anything. So I was kind of intimidated going into it, wondering like how I was going to cope with not having any. It's like your you know, eyes look whiter. You ever notice that that white in his eyes. Is that because the sun's hitting them? No. A lot of people have said that at the end, their your skin, skin looks, looks your clearer. Your skin looks and, totally clear. Yeah. You have a little, you know, some color in the skin. Of course, you got your hair cut, but it makes you, dude. I think my run with Todd the other day helped too. Mm-hmm. Todd Hawkins got is a beast flung. runner. He is a beast. Alex and I dropped him off a couple hours ago uh, on this unmarked off-the-grid location. And we went to go get uh, lunch and a coffee, and he was going to run and then just send me his location, and just mm-hmm. I would go pick him up. Was he wearing a cute outfit? He was. It was adorable. He had a little. Todd has the most adorable running REI outfits. REI hat that didn't go quite over his forehead. It was like a little, just little, little REI hat <laughs> over the top. <laughs> <Just a> little <laughs> on top what of his head. <laughs> <laughs> like a little thimble on top yeah. of his head. It's a little running thimble. Um, uh, is that a toque? Little toque. A little tookie toque. Boogie boogie. Hey, Jill, where's my toque? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be chilly, and I want to keep the heat in. Boogie goo-goo. So Alex and I went out for about an hour and a half, and it took us 10, 15 minutes to get from the location we dropped him off to to where we were eating. Well, the coffee shop was right next to where we were eating, so we're about 15 minutes away from Todd driving. Todd texts me about an hour and a half later. He goes, hey, I'm at this location. You know, Pick me up whenever. He was a two-minute drive away from where we were. He had run. Yeah. Almost the, yeah. the distance that we had driven. And so Alex was like, I bet if we yeah. text him and tell him we're at this coffee shop, which is two miles away, mm-hmm. he'll be here before we can get to him. Yeah. Was he carrying like a lamb over his shoulders or like, like, a, like maybe a, a bystander just, just for extra weight? Something can I he carry you for a couple miles? Um, but then he got in the car, didn't have any water with him. Yeah. 
and just sat down. I was like, what's up, guys? Just normal. Mm-hmm. I said, how far did you go? Eight miles? Yeah. I was like, dang. If I ran that far, I would be on the ground like, we need to go to a gas station now. <laughs> Get like a large gallon of water. But he was fine. Didn't have a drop of sweat on him. Just, you inspire me. That's what I'm trying to say. Thanks, man. Yeah. So... Yeah, There's he that. has a resting heart rate of nine beats per minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's like a turtle. Hey, like everyone, would anyone like a beverage? Like a hibernating I'll bear? I'll go get you one now. Hey, where's my toque? <laughs> yeah. He used to be kind of a little, you know, and we both were like a little... Don't you think that that's, that's the difference? Like when... when like. Uh, I've noticed it's like you're you're just now you're just so just level just kind of like is that okay? You mean since it's eating well and running really? and stuff? Really? It's not like you're depressed. It's just like you're just so chilled out. Really? Like before you were just like the heat miser. You were like <laughs> anything would. <laughs> Are you talking about since eating well and running and exercising and stuff, or just no? It just it, it just so just your so, time passed. So mel- you're a little more frenetic. Isn't it crazy frenetic? You're a little more yeah. Hey, yeah. But now like an auctioneer. Hey, Jill. Do we need some froyo? We're out of organic yogurt. (laughs) I could really use a teaspoon of chia seeds (laughs) in my smoothie. <laughs> this is delicious. Tortoise Todd. New Tortoise Todd. Todd. Nice. I'm 150 <laughs> years old. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> No man, but dude, you've inspired. I think I think that you've been the catalyst for I know for me and for like so many people and just inspiring. And you don't you don't really you know you just you're just healthy dude. And I think it's well, thanks. It's I wasn't good, for a long time. Good ramifications. I think people are picking up on that. Wow. Well, thanks. Well, I think um, it's inspiring because you're not you're not annoying about it, and you don't push it on anyone. You just do it. You don't talk about it. You just do it. So when you snack like last night, you had some celery sticks and hummus or guacamole or whatever and i was like it's mm-hmm. good having you around because that's what i need to be eating and not sucking the juice and... out of a june bug that was uh, <laughs> a new thing for him <laughs> it's got it has protein in it did you know the wings of a june bug have more protein than a hard-boiled egg <laughs> How would, uh, how would freight suck the juice out of a June bug? <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's good. And Jill, your wife is into it. You guys are yeah into it too, and that's awesome. Well, I, I appreciate the compliment. I mean, you, you try to figure out. Um, yeah, talking about food is 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 funny because you because we've done yeah. everything. I'm sure you've tried a lot of things too. Like yeah. this is it. It's like golf. This is it. If I grip the club like this, if I put my thumb there, I figure yeah, it out. It's like, no. Sure. It, there's, it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, and it's been off it and on. I mean, Jill's mom passed away at 52, which is my age now, mm-hmm. uh, right after we got married, you know, 28 years ago. And so she was on a quest to, to, to 
find some nutritional answers of how to be healthier and feel better and think clearer and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I was 40 pounds overweight for a long time, you know, especially having kids and coaching and, and, you know, focusing more on their activities than my own too. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, a lot of the frenetic though had to deal with, with, with tobacco addiction. I mean, Mm -hmm. once, um, that, that, that's, I have an addictive personality, but tobacco really changed me. I mean, it, mm-hmm. some people can smoke a cigar or, a, a, or, or chew tobacco or whatever, and it doesn't affect them. But it it really affected my personality. I became a much more ir- irritable and irritating, very impatient. And, you know, it's just, it was just, that was my drug of choice. I mean, I was really addicted to it. And even now, mm-hmm. if I were to, to dip, you know, snuff to go buy a can of Copenhagen, I mean, in, I would enjoy it. For about thirty minutes, and then I'm full full blown addicted. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm jonesing for it. I, I yeah, I, I can't I can't go. I know guys that go on a fishing trip. They'll take some chewing tobacco, cigar, and and then they're okay. They, they're it. not addicted. They're not like that Mm-mm. sets them on a course for yeah. just yeah yeah. And there's certainly there's ramifications for different drug addictions or uh, you know, um, but th- that one it just it really did it affected my personality quite a bit so certainly yeah. certainly eating eating fresher food and 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 not and not pouring nicotine into my body has helped me a lot so so that was now is that when's the last time you had a dip um i quit for good two years ago january 1st of 15 mm-hmm. um i had quit many times before that on but but that but uh, that's when i quit for good i had a couple dips o- over this two-year period but not mm-hmm. you know I've basically right. been, been done for two years. Wow. Yeah. So that that's that's helped the most. Now, are you, uh, an, would you call yourself an addictive personality? Because we joke about it. Yeah. I think we're all a little bit addictive yeah. in certain ways. Um, what do they call it? Compulsive, obsessive compulsive. Sure. I think we all really are. And sure. just the things that we like. It's when other people do it, that's when it's wrong. When we mm-hmm. do it, it's, it's Yeah, healthy. that's true. You know, but. Yeah, I I think so. I think there are certain people that, that are more prone to compulsive behaviors and addictive behaviors. And I, and I do think that I'm, I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know for, for example, like with alcohol, I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've never seen you have more than one drink, you know, right. but if I have one then I want two, and if I have two, I want eight, mm-hmm. you know, if it's, it's, it, it's getting, I've, I've never had a problem with, yeah. with alcohol consumption, but I, I can tell. Mm-hmm. I can tell this could this could be this a problem. Could be bad. Yeah, yeah, and I've got to have accountability or go mm-hmm. periods of time where I don't have any or whatever. Because yeah, when the when the guard starts to go down, it's you know yeah. You, I've, I've never forgot what you said. You know, drink drink the first sip, the second, refuse the third. First the third. Yes. And I wish I could do that. Yeah. But it's it's that's it, it's easier for me to be all or nothing and to just to build a wall or to have a that line in the sand where I do or I don't. Well, what do does something. that come from? I mean, that where you have the one and you want the eight. I mean, is it just what is it? What is that? Where does I mean, that, I think it just. I don't. I don't. I mean, when you have two or three, your judgment <clears throat> be, begins becomes foggy. I guess you could say. So then you're like, oh, I could have one more, and then you have that one more, and your judgment mm-hmm. gets foggier, and then you don't know at that point. You're yeah. not making the judgment you would have made well, if you didn't have it any really drinks. It really feels good too. I mean, you're numb. You feel good. You feel you don't really well, yeah. care. Yeah. I mean, that's that's true in a lot of areas of our life. I think that that if a little bit is a good, a lot will be great. I think exercise is that way. I think I looked at that way. Well, if I can work out 10 minutes, I should work out for two hours. Then I'll be really, you know, and then you just, your, your body just breaks down and you, you know, it's not good. It gets what it's not healthy, I guess. Do you feel like you transferred the addiction 
to tobacco to running and being healthy? No, no, I don't. Does your self-love, did it go from (laughs) the Copenhagen to where you are now? I mean, is that, it seems like a pretty seamless transition. No, no. Are the mirrors the same size in your house? That's all. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. No, you're still like, the self-love. The The self-love. The self-love, yeah. Narcissus uh, was a Greek mythical. No, No, I didn't. Transfer the, the the addiction. No, I. I don't mean in a I, negative way. But. No, no, I just um, it it makes me feel better because I'm not good at it. I'm not a, a good runner. You know, what would you but, consider a good runner? Oh well, I'm not age group competitive. Where like if I go out and run the Dallas Marathon, where okay, I'm going to be top ten in my age group. You know, I'll be top fifteen percent in the whole field, or you know, top fifteen percent in my age group, which. That's good. I'm I'm very happy with that because I'm yeah. not I'm not talented, but um, well, you are talented. Yeah. I mean, because and another thing is you're an athlete. I think that's one probably one of the reasons you enjoy doing it because you're an athlete. I mean, we grew up with that as athletes. You were very successful. Yeah, you played minor league baseball, all Southwest Conference catcher, Baylor University. Right. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm? Yeah. Um, I mean, you could probably you know say. May have been a little bit of the Copenhagen that put you over the edge there, but uh. oh, I remember the first time because we got introduced <laughs> to it. I mean, it was different back then. I mean, we got introduced to tobacco when I was thirteen. Oh, I thought and it was gra- so cool. And how gra- did you get introduced? How did Grandpa Lowell had Levi Garrett That's and right, Nut and Redman Shaw? He was a farmer and he had it, and so I would chew, and and I liked it. I you liked, did? Oh, oh yeah. I, I put that chew in. I mean, it wasn't just feeling cool. I liked the taste. I liked the spit. I liked everything about it. It was just yeah. manly and cool. Yeah, and I like I just liked it. I like doing it. But you yeah, know, did you, you ever wrap it in bubble gum? Absolutely. Yeah, the, that's the what I used to do. Career. Wrap it in bubble gum and just big old bubble in your mouth. I just, there. I just yeah. got a big old chew of coconut and put it in my cheek. Did you? I did when I was a little kid because Grant would be down on the farm and <laughs> yeah. Grandpa would have Isn't his big bag of Red Man and yeah. I'd get me a big thing <clears throat> of coconut. Really? Mm-hmm. Where'd you get coconut? Where did you? Where'd you get? Shredded coconut. Like shredded grandma, coconut. Yeah, like oh, grandma would bake yeah. with, you know? Oh. Because you know, grandma was always baking something when you were down there. I've so, never heard that. That's so I just, idea. there was coconut laying there one day, so I took some and stuck it in my yeah. mouth. So I was like grandpa. I had a chew in my I mouth. I do that with beef jerky. I'll just, uh-huh. just chew it up and put it in my lip. I still do that sometimes. You're kind of wrong around. <laughs> a little beef jerky there. A little, a little salty. Yeah. yeah. A little salty I remember the first meat. time I tried Red Man, I did not like it, though. It's so, it was, it but was it just, burned, but you know, the thing about Red Man is just had that, what would you, that gooey, Tar, yeah, that's what it, it tastes like. Yeah. Whereas the Copenhagen to me was just like a different experience. It was like that menthol kind of, you know. And I remember I, I so wanted to be to do it, and I would go yeah. to our shower at home and I would just yeah. put it in there and I'd spit out, and I would just start to get lightheaded. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 I was like, what am I doing? Yeah, I, I had so sick. many of my friends that, that that said, oh, yeah, I tried that one time, and I, I dipped Copenhagen, put a big old dip in, was cool, and then 10 minutes later, I just puked my guts out, and I never did it again. And I thought, man, I wish that would have mm-hmm. happened to me because it turned into a, yeah. a 30-year battle. And I have friends that are 50, 52 years old that still can't quit. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the addiction, the, 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 the pull of it is just so rough. And then you hear stories and, and studies that say that it's tougher than heroin to quit because of the nicotine just locks it, it. What it does is it coats somehow it coats the synapses in your brain and to where, when, when you quit, you, you want to die 
because your brain is just not firing mm. the 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 fuse it's not fused is it a depression firing. or is it just an irritation both you just you feel terrible and you want can't think right and foggy you're, and you're just foggy and negative head. and everything stinks and the world is spinning mm. out of control and uh yeah. it's just you just feel so bad but you know what every addiction is like that right i mean no matter yeah. if you're getting rid of an addiction to food or or a drug uh, i mean there's there's certainly different levels of of power of it but anyway yeah I'm glad, I'm, um, but I still I still crave it, you know. Mm-hmm. I still crave it once it's in a while. Still there, and it's still available. It's just it's still there every time. You want you, it. Every time you go buy gas. But yeah, I mean uh-huh. the the tortoise the tortoise thing. I mean, I mean I I appreciate that. I take that absolutely as a compliment yes. because I know that freneticism, and I can see that in a couple of my sons. You know where I'm like, wow, that's that's me, and that's mm-hmm. natural, and there there is a natural energy and a drive. And you're talking about growing things to to be to be moving and getting to that next, you know, level. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, again, all of us, our strength can be our weakness, but certainly I think now it's, it's more in control, but you know, yeah. When I was addicted to, to that, it was, it was less in control and I was more irritating, mm-hmm. irritated and annoyed, you know? Right. So, and now I'm, I'm not as annoyed, but I still, I, I, I still have that, you know, I still have energy and those tendencies yeah. and that, that, that pull. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we wanted to do the. We talked last week about doing a new segment called "What Are You Loving Right Now." Oh yeah, that's a great so idea. What are you What are you loving right now, Todd? What are you anything? Loving, what are you loving right anything. now? What do you love right now? What are you excited about? What do you love? Is there a thing you're doing or a? Well, what I whatever. love this weekend. I mean, I'll deal with that. It was trail running uh, where where we live in in Denton, Texas, north of Dallas Fort Worth. That's where our business office is. So. Um, you know, we've got you guys work on weekends, and we work during the week. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, down there, though, with with the rains and exactly where I live, it's a real cool area. But there's not a, a plethora of uh, trail running options just to to get out and enjoy nature a little bit. So yeah, I got on. Uh, I showed Caleb Trail Link, which is a cool website um, that has just different trails in uh, that you can find based on cities, communities, wherever you are. So this weekend, I was fortunate enough to be able to. To do uh, to do runs in um, uh, Cleveland, Tennessee, on the, they had a, a Greenway Trail there that uh, Caleb and I did a five miler and really totally enjoyed that. I'm that so fun. glad Caleb went with me. We yeah. had a great afternoon. And then uh, yesterday in Louisville, Kentucky, they had um, uh, a run. They um, one of the bridges going across the Ohio River was a railroad railroad bridge they had converted to a pedestrian bridge. And it was gorgeous. So yeah. just ran to that, ran through downtown Louisville, uh, ran over the pedestrian bridge into Indiana, and then was able to run up and down the river in Indiana. And then today got to run um, the Shelby Bottoms Greenway, which was a trail that ran along the Cumberland River here in uh, uh, in Nashville. So it was just just and your beautiful. cute little outfit. Uh, per- yeah, perfect weather, perfect weather, and just run and enjoy the day. So Did that's you get what any I'm cat loving. calls. Hey, baby. <laughs> Not a single one. How far are you going? <laughs> nice toque. <laughs> hey, toque. Hey. <laughs> Hello, ladies. <laughs> I'm a married man. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Finger guns. Finger guns a blazing. <laughs> pow, pow, pow. <laughs> 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 so ridiculous. Oh, 
Um, I'm loving right now. I'm loving. Uh, I'm writing a movie, so I'm loving that right now. I'm loving the process and doing something I've never done before. So that's where. That's what I'm loving right now. Without giving away the idea, mm-hmm. what specifically uh, are you loving about the process? Because I know what you love about your job most, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is the creative process. It's you, you enjoy writing and coming yeah. up with new ideas and pushing yourself to mm-hmm. constantly coming up with new things. So what is it about this process that you've enjoyed? It is mixing the known with the unknown. Mixing what I do know about writing and what I do know about writing comedy and this and the unknown of in a, in a new format, which is, which is a film. That's a, that's the challenge that I love right now. And, and it's, <clears throat> you know, it, it, part of me wants to just, uh, really, um, research about script writing and about how movies together and plot lines and things like that. But then the other part of me is like, well, you know, just start with what you know. You know, come up with funny situations, funny characters, funny, you know, um, just uh, uh, situations, things like that. And then maybe start there and then the plot lines will come up and the narrative will will emerge. This is it's really interesting to me because the primary process of writing the movie seems to be different than writing your stand up because Mm -hmm. you write all of your stand up. I mean, mm-hmm. at, at, at most, okay, you could say 99%, sure. but hey, oh, Tim, you should put that in your act. You've never done it. You've never mm-hmm. put that in your act unless you've experienced You write your stand-up yourself, and the most that you will do is you'll email me, you'll email anybody on the team and say, hey, I'm working on this idea. Can yeah. you help me just um, um, you know, spruce it up a little bit? Is there mm-hmm. a word? Is there something? Is there... And at, and absolutely any of us are, oh, sure, let's do that. And that's a yeah. lot of fun to be able to edit and just to punch something up a little bit, but you're, you write it. But this, yeah. you're, 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 you're collaborating with mm-hmm. Heather. You're collaborating with Branyan. You're talking about it. We're talking about having a two day writing trip, you know, where all mm-hmm. of us come together. Yeah. That's completely different. So how is collaborating versus well, writing everything for well, yourself? It's, it's the same. It's that same energy. It's that same creative energy. It's coming from, I think the same place, that same passion and, the fun is, it's just, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, I, uh, um, I'm writing something, uh, they're having a, a special party tomorrow night. I'm staying in Nashville for Ken Davis. They're having a 70th birthday party. Of course he won't know cause this is taped. Um, and then I'm, I was just writing, spending some time today writing what I'm going to say about it. And just, um, one of the things is I'm talking about, you know, Ken Davis tried to kill me first time I met him. He tried to kill me. And talking about this hike, he took us up into 14,000 feet <laughs> up in the Colorado mountains mm-hmm. and just like, just, just coming up with, and really with a detailed you know, narrative of what happened and mm-hmm. just making that just the, um, I don't know, just the, the, the crazy things that happened and the, the fact that he lives there and he just, he's like a, a 70 year old gazelle. I mean, he just, mm-hmm. it, it was just like an angel floating from rock to rock up that ridge and how me and Brandon and, and Smiley were, we're basically dying. We're basically cursing him. Right. And, uh, but anyway, just <laughs> writing what I'm going to say tomorrow. Cause it's not, it's not like, uh, I'm not going to really do jokes that I already know work. I'm just going to write about my, this experience is coming up with a new, uh, a way to, to present it. That's, that's pretty fun. And I need to have you actually look at it if you could. Sure. And, and help me out. So in that, I, I'm, I'm interested, mm-hmm. just as any of your fans would be on how you write or are you seeing it come together more through, just this, this, the situation where you're remembering the scene or do you remember, mm-hmm. a, a, is it 
or do you start with the punchline, or is the punchline come after the setup? Are you doing the setup first or the punchline um, first into something like this? I don't know. I think it's just stream of consciousness. You're more yeah. going, you're, this is what happened next, and this is kind of the way I saw it, you know? Um, well, I can read a little bit of it. You want me to read a little bit it. of it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it says, it wasn't until year late, years later that I finally got to meet Ken Davis. Ken Davis, everybody, is a, is a comedian, and he's... Uh, He's just like a mentor. He's just an amazing performer, funny guy. And he's turning 70. And he's very, he kind of turned the corner a few years ago. Right. And started doing triathlons and just, he, he's a, a, a nut. I mean, he's like all over the place. He's just one of the, he's very in shape. He's, he's taking good care of himself. Right. That's great. So it wasn't until years later that I finally got to meet Ken Davis and he tried to kill me. The first time I met him, he was rent, renting four-wheelers at a crappy little store in Buena Vista, Colorado, and the way he was dressed made me think we would either be roasting marshmallows or hunting mountain lions. He had a campsite already set up in the mountains. I shook his hand and already felt the surge of testosterone flow from him into me. Whatever lie I had that day, he was ready. We, and by we I mean my, myself, Bob Smiley, and John Branion, we helped finish preparations in the campsite and then fired up the four-wheelers. I'd never ridden these kinds of trails. I loved the rush of it, breathing in gas fumes and mountain dust. This was worth the time and travel. So fun. We stopped at a clearing above the tree line, taking in the awe-inspiring views, um, taking pictures inside a little mountaintop cave. You learn quickly how easy it is to be a theist in the mountains. We rode the four-wheelers back to camp, made something eat on an open fire, um, made friends with a curious buck, warmed our hands in the fire, and cooled our Coors Lights in the nearby mountain stream. These were Christian Coors Lights, by the way. <laughs> anyway, this is exactly what I needed. Everything was going amazingly. Until Ken clapped his hands together, jumped out of the lawn chair and simply said, are you ready? What happened next is what I can only call the hike. We had no idea what awaited us that day. How could we? We were unfamiliar with his terrain or altitude. Ken walks in these mountains every day, usually lugging one or two wild animals over his shoulder. There you go. <laughs> sure, he's excited about it. He exclaimed as we made our ascent, oh, guys, I have to show you this beautiful ridge. If Ken ever says he has to show you something, buckle up or just run in the other direction. It's not going to end well. This beautiful ridge was about 14,000 feet up. I need to rephrase something here. I said it's easy to be a theist in the mountains if you have a four-wheeler. You take away the four-wheeler in the mountains, thoughts of atheism start to emerge. <laughs> we started our hike up, and for the next couple hours, I never saw the front of Ken, but I have a master's degree on what his rear end looks like. <laughs> he didn't hike up the ridge. He sprang. He darted. Nay, skipped like the mountain goat he viciously <laughs> killed and mounted over his dinner table, bounding over jagged rocks. And between skips, he had conversations with marmots. He sang mountain songs to the wind. I think I actually saw him high-five a small pika. <laughs> At least I think that's what I saw. Maybe I was hallucinating. John was lying spread eagle on a flat rock, chest heaving. Bob's body was barely visible in the weeds, his body already starting to decompose. <laughs> I stopped to squeeze a few drops left out of my plastic water bottle, hoping it would wash the taste of blood from my throat and lungs. I fell to my knees, and with all I had in me, looked up. And at the top of the ridge, I saw the silhouette of Ken's figure, standing majestically at the apex. The sun glistened off his bald spots. He was a golden, he was a golden god. He was Thor with varicose veins. I didn't even have the strength to give him the finger. I wanted to, but I couldn't. That's just... That's so good. That was this afternoon. That was this afternoon. Gosh. That's great. But that's beast. really... You know, just really characterizing that and dramatizing that because it was horrible. It was really bad. I mean, 
you, you just, we couldn't breathe. And, and he was just, it was like a day at <laughs> yeah. the office. Yeah. Cause he's got, he's all acclimated to the altitude and. Yeah. But I mean, I love, I love new types taking comedy and putting in a new format. That's great. Something, you know, you know, and putting in something. Right. Like, there you go. Like the resting heartbeat, like I could, you know, throw that in there too. Like he has. Yeah. What is his resting, resting heartbeat? Rate? is nine beats per minute. Yeah. This is, you know. Oh, that's, that's a great foundation. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and you, I, I could see you performing that. I mean, very uh, dramatically, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as a thespian, <laughs> or even with your English accent, because I think anything you do with an English accent, I mean, it's ma- more of like a masterpiece yeah. theater. Yeah. So whether you did that is, yeah. Yeah, but this, I'm going to have dramatic. to read it. I'm going to have to read it, I think, but I think it'll be okay. I mean, I've seen like, um, oh, you'll yeah. see like Bruce Springsteen, like, uh, uh, what they they call they they kind of bring them into the rock and roll hall of fame and he does a speech i mean they read it yeah. too but bono's done it too but i, think I mean the guys when they when they football hall of fame they have a little piece of paper yeah they, they unravel oh yeah but i'm not going to do jokes like tomorrow night i'm doing like a it's like 15 minute slot but it's like i'm not going to do jokes i want to do something for him something's you know well you can actually even play on that that you pull the paper out because I don't want to miss any detail. Right. <laughs> you know, I have to recall every yeah. horrible, yeah. awful detail. Well, and then like the first part of it, I'm talking about the first line is three of the best audio cassettes I've ever, I've ever had were all stolen. <laughs> right. The first one was the Phil Kagey play through me. I stole that from Todd. I stole, we were at Rich Mullins place and I basically stole his, Cat Stevens, T for the Tillerman cassette. I, I didn't really steal it. I just had it and I didn't give it back. I was listening, that kind of thing. And the third <laughs> so one was, stole it. and the third one, I think you had it. It was Ken Davis's uh, Twisted Mind. I, I can't remember. I got it from. Hmm. Oh, that's where I it got went. It. Yeah. Is that before you knew him? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's Years before. I was like, before I was a comedian. That was back in yeah, the 80s. That was back in the 80s. That's funny. Because we would have got that probably from like one of the Gaither. Yeah things late 80s yeah well freight what are you loving right now what are you loving buddy you know i'm loving that um we're finishing strong with our weekends next weekend i think it's going to be a great weekend and that we're going to be off for a couple months and i get to spend some time at home and it's fall weather and we've got some things we want to do and just be at home and just have some go out and do some stuff and christmas is coming and i love christmas he loves christmas I love Christmas. Freight loves so. Christmas. Tell me about Freight and Christmas, because he... I think Freight might love Christmas more than the zoo. And no animal no commercials. Mm-hmm. He sets up the Christmas village every year. He gets all the little figurines. <laughs> the little fake snow. Did you guys say, hey, did you guys, uh, did you guys see the village? I, saw, I, I, I got a couple new houses for the village. Did you see that? I got a library. They had it on sale on uh, Amazon. Got a couple new figurines. They got some ice skates and... Uh, does it's it, like, amazing. Move? Like, like the ice skaters move. I think so. Yeah, but it's just tradition. Do. Without freight setting up the village, it wouldn't be Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So now I get to go home to my parents' house and, and see that. So it's Isn't a it lot more. Though? It's a lot more fun now that I can walk into that rather than like, help us set up the Christmas stuff. And then it's a big, you know, because I didn't want to because I was a punk. And yeah. I was like, you set it up. But now I can walk in and just yeah. kind of enjoy it and, um, well, yeah. enjoy it for what it is. It's fun it to set up when you arrive. Perfect gonna, for Christmas Day. Wait. Yeah, yeah. I'll be sure not then, to come around until goes, Christmas Day. Yeah, let's do it together. We'll have a, a day where we put up our decorations. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> and they're not. It's not. A, it's just like she just wants help. You know, so I don't want to do it. Yeah, I'll make some cider. 
and some oh, sugar cookies. Well, there's a neighborhood down the, down the road from you, across from the Strell Ballpark. I drove yeah. by there the other day. Uh-huh. They had, they got like a you know big two-story picture window in the back of their house. They had a full, probably 12-foot Christmas tree lit mm. up, and yeah. they, were, they were ready to roll. Yeah. This was like two days ago. Yeah. Well, Heather makes it so great. I mean, she said, I spent a little money. On Christmas decorations. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. <laughs> Women always say, don't get mad. You know. How much you spend? I spent about $1,000. <laughs> what? 1000 on Christmas decorations? These aren't presents. These are decorations. <laughs> yes. You bought your keyboard. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And it's awesome. It's like she makes it fun and beautiful. and Yeah. I like it. Olivia yeah. really gets into it. She's like the traditional. Do you guys have you have a traditional kid? Like one of your kids is like loves the traditions. Oh yeah. You guys, Todd and your boys. Um, I mean, they're boys, but that's Josh. Hey, yeah, we're I, not we're not doing the thing. Yeah, I'm, we're uh, hanging up the wreath. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> together. Yeah, Adam is uh, probably our traditionalist. It's yeah. hey, let's make sure we have Christmas morning together and let's do yeah. that thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we talked about. <laughs> putting up a tree downstairs now that we've finished our basement. You know, yeah. Put a tree down there. Okay. And Josh is like, uh, are we not, are we not going to open gifts upstairs like we always do? Yeah. You know, and Susan always makes a big breakfast, you know, eggs, bacon, sausage. She usually makes pancakes or what's, what's another thing? She, oh, French she always toast. makes a uh, French toast and sausage, French toast, sausage, but then she always bread. makes Oh, sausage, lamb cheese above. bread, homemade sausage, cheese bread. So she rolls it, you know, sausage and cheese. She bread. only makes it on Christmas Day, though. Yeah, and that's really get once sausage, a year. cheese bread. So it's a that loaf of bread. Amazing. It's a loaf of bread, and it's it's kind of like you know cinnamon bread that has the swirls in it when mm-hmm. you slice it. Well, it's got sausage, sausage and ground cheese. up sausage and cheese, oh, homemade bread. It's yeah. unbelievable. That's the only time she makes it. So that's yeah. a tradition, and yeah. you know the boys just oh man. If like one year she said, "Yeah, I don't think I'm going to make sausage bread." <gasps> what? It's like mm-hmm. I will take zero presents. You, what? You got to make just get I mean, sausage so, cheese yeah. bread. So there's okay. those things. So I'm. Well, when you get I'm older, just, it's all more about the foods. Like yeah, you know, you're thankful for the gifts. That's definitely. But I get true. more excited about the yummies. <laughs> mm-hmm. My mom almost has to beg me for a Christmas list now because I don't really want anything. Yeah. Like, I would just rather everybody get together. And it's more about Sophie now because she's younger and like. Yeah. But that's what I'm looking forward to. Gifts you know, the, the, the stuff on Main Street, all of the Christmas activities oh, yeah. on Main, Main yep. Street. And we now, just, what was our, uh, let's talk about quickly our um, routine growing up. Now, here's how we did it. And it was the best part of the year by far. Because we got to hang out together. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The Mabrys yeah. and the Hawkins. Uh, we usually, I think we go back and forth from house to house. Yeah. Wait, here's the, well, because... I think for the most part, we would go over to your house. Christmas right? Eve. Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve was night, our house. And we got to open, I think, all of our to... gifts except one. Right? No, I think you brought one, didn't you? You didn't bring them all, did you? We brought, I think most of the times, we brought most of our gifts. We, okay, we were, open, for, we were allowed to open one that night, is yeah. what mom and dad we were, would Yeah, we were do. always very jealous. Because we would, yeah, Christmas yeah. Eve, in the Mabry's basement, so it was Tim, Todd, Chris, and Darren. And so oh, we, no, would, we opened all of ours other than, yeah, we got to open one for mom and dad. No, see, you, mm-hmm. were, you were rich and we were, we fought jealousy and envy. <laughs> yeah. Your dad was a, your dad was an elementary school principal. 
So you guys, <laughs> we were weren't, we were not rich in high cotton. No. <laughs> well, and then you had your grandparents, the, the Mabry grandparents. So you had an extra set of grandparents. That's true. Yes. And so you had a double Christmas, and that's where the jealousy came in because oh, okay. we would be, you know, opening everything that we had on Christmas Eve, and mm-hmm. then we would save one or two. Mom and Dad would save something. You know, Dad yeah. would. Have something tucked away behind. We'd get the miniature, room. the miniature pool table, mm-hmm. and then your grandparents would be like, "We got you a real pool table." Boink, yeah, boink. So you guys got to have a double Christmas, and so that yeah. was like we oh, get the paper okay. airplane stuff. You get the whirly bird on the wire. <laughs> <laughs> so. I just remember Tim. You know, as as the youngest cousin of all, <laughs> mm-hmm. sitting down with my big Koss headphones, oh, absolutely. listening to the album, whatever album I got mm-hmm. for Christmas. Yep. yep. You know, Kansas or Boston. You did have a lot of great records. You have a, you have a lot of great records. I heard some April Wine on the radio the other day. I thought of oh, you. Sign of the nice. Gypsy Queen. Yeah. Jethro Tull. Anything I hear, anytime I hear Jethro Tull, I think of you. Mm-hmm. Ballroom Blitz. See, all our albums Kansas. were like, like the, you know, the. Dottie Rambo and the Rambo Five, whatever they were. <laughs> Dottie Rambo. That would be a great movie. It was Dottie Rambo. And <laughs> Rambo. Rambo Six. Dottie. <laughs> oh. Dottie goes rogue. Yeah, Dottie Rambo gets caged. Yeah. Gets put in a corner. Yeah, but that was always fun, and you know, and there was well, we some sometimes it was all the the uh, some of the cousins from you know a few times came up from. Sykeston and stuff. Some and, of the cousins, yeah. You know, and there was always a big spread. There was one, one, one of our food. cousins had a lazy eye. <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? I don't know. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was fun. And then we'd go over to your guy's house, and if it was always just warm enough, we'd get, go outside and play wiffle ball or football yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was, like, the best days. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. funny that I didn't know any of this, but we started doing the same thing. You like, guys did the exact same thing. Is that thing. because you guys implemented that, or did it just happen naturally? I think it's just fun. Go to Coach and Elvis. You guys what else come up from Texas. Christmas Eve. Play wiffle ball. You guys would open... Well, we would all open one present, I think, and then we'd go play wiffle ball. Even if it was two degrees, mm-hmm. we would figure out a way. Yeah, because yeah. we would go over to... Yeah, because that's what we did. Later, we'd go to Coach and Nelda's house when the boys, when we all had the, the kids, and they would get to open up. Like, our boys got to open them one gift... They got to bring, pick one, and bring it, and get to open it up there, yeah. and then played wiffle ball till. But then you got midnight. the stocking too. You forgot about the stocking. Oh yeah, we had the stockings. What were some of the things we used to get? Stockings like the Book of Lifesavers. That was a big one. Ooh. Oh yeah. Susan still gets yeah. me a Book of Lifesavers. They still make them. Did you ever get the candy cane filled with M and M's? Yeah, mm-hmm. we've got the kids those before. Chocolate Except Caleb, raisins. he doesn't like chocolate. So Sophie socks. always she always likes them. Socks. Toothbrush. Socks, toothbrush. Uh, now it's like you get car fresheners. I wonder if like Santa Claus has like the, the hygiene-related elves that, that only make the, <laughs> the stuff, they're, the, they're the over necessities. There, they're whittling on the toothbrushes, making toothbrushes. They're looking in the other building. They can see through the window. They're making all the fun stuff. We're making like putting bristles in the brush. <laughs> the guy's hey. over there on the grinder. <laughs> oh, someday I'm going to be over there. I'm going to make a, a on That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. He's like he's like a tongue depressor, uh, just whittling a tongue depressor. <laughs> I just wish I could make a bike. Uh, I'm putting in my two weeks. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go work at Keebler. They got a great, they got a great stock option plan over Keebler. It smells better over there too. 
I like crackers. I'd like to have some crackers. <laughs> Maybe be a, a cracker chef. Oh, my gosh. Just try some new recipes. And <laughs> my dad was, a, he made the perforations in the Keebler crackers. That's, <laughs> I always wanted to do that. My dad was a striper. My dad was a, he was a chocolate striper stripes. for the spud stripes and the chocolate grams. He used to dip the chocolate grams, the grams and the chocolate. He made it the chocolate gram. My dad was the was the model for the elfin cookies. Elfin <laughs> sandwich cookies. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh we're man. so stupid. Well, we got to do a show. Mm-hmm. You know, zombies eat brains. You're safe. What? He just got freight backed. Oh wow! You got freight backed. I was a little slow. <clears throat> Didn't take quite the breath. Man. What a weekend. It's not over yet. We're going to close her down? Shut her down? Yeah, I want to give a shout out to uh, the creator of kombucha. Bless you. Was, uh, that's what you're loving. Bless Is you, that what sir. you're loving now? That's what I'm loving. I'm on a kombucha okay. kick. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about him. Um, right. It's just, it's so good. It's what do you so like good. about it? Um, it's different than any drink I've ever had. Uh, it gives me energy. It gives me that carbonated good, goodness that you get out of uh, LaCroix, but it's not overwhelming. It's really... It's more of a natural it's, carbonation. It's, it's more... Uh, yeah. Is yeah, spicy probiotic. the right word? It's just very yeah. uh, tingly and very Soda-like. strong. Yeah, Soda-like very, kind yes. of feel. Very strong, the, yes. and it fills you up. So instead of snacking, I'll drink a bottle of kombucha during the show. Right. Um, it's relaxing, too. It's got a little bit of alcohol in it, which is odd that you can have it. It has like trace amounts of alcohol, but the Whole30 approves it. Because it's all natural, because yeah. it's fermented tea. It's just good, man. It's good. And then um, the lemonade one, did you like that yeah, one? I did. Oh, it's so good. I did. Loved it's it. just like lemonade. That's good for a show. Some... It feels like it's good for my voice. It kind of mm-hmm. helps just kind of soothe my throat and everything. Yeah, I really enjoy it. And bananas. Shout out to bananas. Shout really? Out to You're God new to bananas? For making bananas. I'm not new to them, but well I, done, I love them more than I ever have. I've always loved bananas, but now bananas are about the sweetest thing I can have. Because mm-hmm. I can't have any other sugar and... Uh, Fruit becomes a hundred times better whenever you lay off of all the other sugar. You can really appreciate fruit for what it is. And uh, Todd and I have been doing the almond butter banana combination. Killer. Awesome. I'm I'm on an almond butter kick too. But I have to... I have to be careful about how much I eat because mm-hmm. I will sit there with a spoon and eat the entire tub of almond yeah, butter. I shouldn't do that. feel like crap. Get all oily. So, yeah. I think <laughs> bananas are one of my favorite fruits. I enjoy eating... The occasional raspberry or blueberry or peach. Sound like you're talking into a can. Oh, peach! He's eating some raspberries right now. I'm Let gonna go. run a hundred k. Raspberries are good. I like. I don't care for blackberries. I don't like the seeds. I like that voice for me though. That's a new one because yeah. you've been doing. I love the, hey, the, the Joker face, kind of the, but it's more of the IKEA man. Voice. It is, yeah. It's IKEA man with a Joker face, but uh, it's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> yeah, um, that joke Joker kills face. in the show. People oh, love it that. It well, does. that really did happen. Darren was there when you wrote that joke because we were at Bentry mm-hmm. in Dallas in January, and mm-hmm. we were backstage. And Darren, you talk about all or nothing. He had gone yeah. full bore. I mean, he was just vegan. eating. Bur- he just ate burgers and pizza and. 
Diet yeah, Cokes. Yeah, he had like food issues growing up. I mean, there's things that he wouldn't eat and mm-hmm. textures. Really and just some, he had some real weirdness. And But he went overnight, just went super healthy. And so he came in, green room, bent tree, you know, two big shows that day. And he said, he, he was talking food, fruits or vegetables or something with me. And I did. I said something about eating clean. And you perked up and turned around. And your your initial reaction was... <laughs> Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Eating clean. And you go, uh, like eating a sheet cake. And I just ate an entire sheet cake in the bathtub. In the bathtub. Yeah. Is what you said. You look at me, you're like, that's uh, funny. That's good. And then it ended up being donuts in the shower. Yeah. It ended up being, you know, Tim, it's just your plate. Um, it's just, it's eighty five fifteen. you know, if you exercise and eat bad, it's like, don't eat. What's the point? It's like, you're wasting your time. You have to supplement Working out with eating, that's your foundation that you build your physical uh, <laughs> livelihood on, right? So, Tim, you can't outrun a bad oh, fork, okay? You, you can't <laughs> outrun a bad fork. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're eating yourself to death. <laughs> I mean, the standard American diet, it's sad. That's why it's called that. It's just sad. <laughs> you can't blame your stomach for what your mouth did. I can't blame my rails of fat for what your lips put in themselves, right? <sighs> He's like got one of those... those those uh, <laughs> those silver things over his body that people run marathons. They, he's, the well, aluminum foil. The aluminum foil. For, you, what do you, I just do it. I just do it. <laughs> you just got to keep the heat in. Your body's a furnace. If you throw a piece of cheesecake on on a on a log, it's just gonna sit there. <laughs> but if you throw it on burning embers, it's gonna eat whatever you put on it. It's gonna it's gonna metabolize it. <laughs> I leaned over to Todd a couple nights ago and I said, what's funny about this whole 10 minute bit is mm-hmm. that Tim really is a believer in eating healthy and yes. working out. I try. And you have this whole I try. bit about eating cheesecake with, you know, a bacon fork and everything. Mm-hmm. But you're, I mean, you're the healthiest person on the road, I would say. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you've been more proactive yeah, I, in the last three years about actually working so. out and eating well, not eating yeah. after 8 well, p.m. And, right. Well, I did whole 30. That's the best my voice has ever been. That's the, mm-hmm. it's just for vocally. I was really struggling with that. That's what originally inspired by the, me to by do time it. Sunday would come around. I couldn't, I, I was mm-hmm. like, I, there are certain bits I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Would you say Job that it, it, it changed? Cause you've been out of it for how long? Three months. You did the whole 30 a few months ago, right? No, it was, it's been probably a year. Has it really? Yeah. Dang. <clears throat> time flies. But we still Would you say that it, yeah. it influenced the way that you eat. Yes. Have an idea in the blue apron. A lot. Yeah. We'll eat two or three blue apron meals a, a week. And it's, it's pretty darn healthy, pretty good, um, fun to make. And, uh, they're not a sponsor, but blueapron.com is amazing. Blue apron. You should sponsor us. So, and I'm loving to, cooking too. That's another thing I'm loving right now. Just cooking at home. And I got an Alton Brown book. Remember Alton Brown? He had the real eats show. Nope. He has a new cookbook out and it's wonderful. Made my first cheesecake. Cheesecake, really? Well, it was just for with with Jackson. We did it. Nice. I like cheesecake. Yeah, that's good. But anyway, uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's wrap her up. We got a show to do. Freight train. Let's do it. Um, yeah, we don't have any sponsors yet. Is that ever going to happen? 
Hey, Tim, we've got a sponsorship. Yeah, there's, quite, there's actually quite a few in the works, so we can okay. talk about those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to talk about it now? Well, I guess we can talk about it now. Yeah, I don't really want to give their don't worry about names. So. All right, buddy. Yeah. Enjoyed it, man. man. Good having you with you this weekend. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Um, A lot of fun. Okay. You guys are all good at what you do. It's a blast. Well, I'm telling you what, it's team effort, buddy. Absolutely. You're the Captain Kirk of this whole operation. (laughs) True. I'm just Spock. Matt said the other day, you and uh, (laughs) you, Freight, and Todd were all sitting in here, and he goes, or was it you? Did you say, who's the boss, Alex? Alex is sitting here, my buddy Alex. He's like, so who's the boss right now? And I said, I think it depends on what it is. If it's about getting somewhere or about food or something, about our dinner time coming, it's freight. If it's something about the show, specifically like what guitar you want to play or whatever, it's probably you and anything else would be Todd. Well, I think it's just that that your skill set. It's really, I've never looked at anybody as being the boss because Mm -mm. each person is kind of has ownership. Like Chris just knows that's what we've given him. He's the tour manager because he knows how to do it. So I don't know how to do it. You know, Mm -hmm. I may want to make a whole food stop here and there, but for the most part i mean dang it it's my bus you know it's my bus dang it it's my bus dang it yeah that is funny though because i've been yeah, asked I that mean, before on the road like who's the I, so is tim your boss or is, i'm like i don't everybody just kind of does their jobs you don't really have to mm-hmm. nobody has a whip like you know just well i do have a whip anything. i just haven't used it a whip i have a whip yeah whip. you don't want a to see whip. the whip whip coo whip you don't want the whip to come out all cool, right man. well good job everybody and uh, I don't know if we're going to do another one this weekend, but we'll see. Well, no, I don't think so. Probably not. So. No. <laughs> no, I'm staying at the Upperland Hotel tonight. So. Wow, okay. Hashtag bless. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good for you. Cool. Cool, man. Hopefully they have caramel apple. <laughs> In the shape of Porter Ragnar. <laughs> Whatever that means. I was... Uh, All righty. All right. See you, everybody. We out. Thanks for listening. Goop, goop, goop.